0: Good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this, this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. All <coughs> <Or> this. What? <coughs> this is the podcast starring the tents. starring the Ted, Starr- the, uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb.
1: <laughs> the. Podcast starts, you better wear a helmet now! Alright, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'll be the host of this here podcast, the Ted Smith. The greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Uh, up there in the top left square in his proper spot. <laughs> Zooming in from all goes, by the name of Cobb.
0: Cobb, what's going on? Boys, the juice is loose and the boys are cooking. I never really know what to say in these intros, so I just throw meaningless catchphrases. Let's go. works for me coach speak
1: all right down there in the bottom coach matt tom the producer
2: mctp what's up matt dude you literally have been like doing that since like the very first episodes that we didn't even release
0: yeah i know i feel like for a while there i was doing stock reports and then once you stopped being the ceo
2: i kind of just now i just pumped the stock oh yeah you did Before the stock reports, though, that's exactly what you did. Was you just kind of like throw some? It was one of my first impressions of you. I was like, I love this guy. Why is Bezos fires Big Daddy?
0: (laughs) Why is Bezos selling all that Amazon stock? Uh, I don't know. I didn't see that he sold a bunch, but I can speculate if you'd like me to. Sure. I mean, you know more about
1: that than I would. How much did he sell?
0: Do you know? Two billion.
1: Two billion twice recently, right? My yeah, he did it. He did it like a week ago and then he sold more today.
0: Dude, I like this because it's just raw hot take. I don't have any chance to research. My suspicion would be that I know there are a lot of people feeling like we're at a market top right now um, with interest rates having gone up last year and an impending commercial real estate crisis. Um the price to earnings ratios on Amazon are insane. People are very excited about the future. A price to earnings ratio is just how much you'll pay now for a dollar of earnings later. So if you'll pay $70 now for a dollar later, just think about that on a small business, like would you spend, you know, $7,000 building a lemonade stand that only pays you, you know, $100 or whatever the the ratio is there. So um, I guess, yeah, it'd be $100. So um, I feel like he's probably selling because he thinks we are near a market top, at least in the short term. Amazon, of course, you know, 10 years from now could be much higher, but I would guess that he thinks there's a bubble and it's going to pop and he wants to diversify out of Amazon and maybe into some things that are more recession-proof like land or real estate. I believe he's one of the biggest landowners in Colorado, if I remember correctly, or might be New Mexico. So that's my guess. Diversify my, your bonds, Ted. My guess... <laughs> He's going to buy the Seahawks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's go. Dude, that's, uh, that's so much better. God damn it, dude. me. That's so much better. I, I thought you were I... a professional entertainer, dude. <laughs> I, just, I saw it. I was like, ah, maybe he's buying the Hawks. I'll ask like, Cobb about it later. He can pick up the Hawks. Yeah, because right now they're owned by Paul Allen's sister, right? And she's not about living that sports franchise life. Dude, I would love if he picked up the Hawks.
1: Yeah. Because, like... Uh, even though uh, what's his name? Uh, oh Jesus Christ! Uh, the the Microsoft guy, Paul Allen, Bill, Bill Gates, Paul Allen, P- Bill Gates. So Bill Gates was at the Husky national title along with Cobb and myself. But yeah. like, Bill Gates isn't gonna spend a bunch of money on the Huskies in NIL. Like Paul Allen was that guy of the two of them that was like, yeah, I want some sports teams and I want them to be good and we're gonna spend some money on this and like. Yeah, I'm going to play guitar. I'm going to throw cool events and stuff. And it's just like, god damn it. Like we need we need a little more Paul Allen inside of Bill
0: Gates. Yeah, you're not wrong. And even you know, Howard Schultz, we thought we had that and now the Sonics are gone. So, you're right. We need kind of some big sports energy in town.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's tough too is like Howard Schultz like like I hadn't been here that long so I didn't know how the Starbucks like the business model and how he started but when you watch that stuff it's like well of course he sold that team (laughs) Uh there's no doubt about it pretty pretty shrewd stuff uh so yeah but i i just was like oh bezos by the hawks i'm like just just print just print the championships we're gonna make it happen
0: i gotta say quick quick note on the howard schultz thing as as a long time sonics fan i was pretty pissed off I understand from a business standpoint, but at a certain point you have enough billions. Like it's, it's about pride and your town and your community. And so I I'm not on board with, it. especially the team he sold was championship ready.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also it's like, yeah, this giant businessman from Oklahoma bought the team. Ah, he's going to keep them here though. For sure. That's, yeah. that's totally real.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's uh. You know, what are you gonna do, Ted? What are you gonna do? All
1: right, what do you guys want to start with? Sports, an amazing story that's not mine, or food talk?
0: I, I mean, my vote would be amazing story that's not yours. I almost told mine last. I almost broke and told mine last week, and I'm I'm happy I didn't. But I did tell you guys off cast.
1: Okay, so yeah, I, I did tell answer. this person when I heard the story Sunday afternoon. I said I will not name check you. But I am telling this story. Uh, uh Cobb, you would not know this person. Matt, you might from years ago working at the station. Okay. So. That narrows it down. Yeah. All right. So uh, this person, I like this person, like fun to hang out with. Right. But she could be a little fiery. We'll just I'll just leave it at that. So. uh Had a, you know, had a good weekend, saw, you know, Brad and Taryn, Jesse, saw the whole crew finally burned my Christmas tree, which Cobb, that tree did not go up quickly. That thing has, it's amazing. It's since the weekend after I got back from the national title, the last time I watered that tree was December 30th. It's been sitting outside on my little patio. I took it up to this weekend. It was still, it was barely dropping needles. Oh yeah,
0: mate. I mean, uh, uh, can I geek out on you here for a second? Sure. As a man who makes popcorn in the Northwest, popcorn just collects moisture from the air constantly. So, most popcorn places or popcorn like training videos we'll watch, they can leave their popcorn out in the air for, you know, four to 12 hours. If ours is not bagged within 18 minutes of making it, typically it's ruined because there's so much moisture in the air. So, we have humidity readers all over our popcorn shop. If you ever take a look and our our average humidity is like ninety three to ninety five point eight percent. Like it's crazy. So uh, when you in were in Seattle, about that, yes, For, dude, the humidity is insane. There's no way
1: it's ninety percent. That would be obnoxiously hot. That's I'll like you got it.
0: No, it's not gotta, always hot. That's the thing. So that's what's crazy about humidity. Here, let me pull it up. All uh, right. I'm like that that's so really having a tree outside. In- um, so having your tree outside, it's going to be pulling all that moisture in from the air because it's not getting it from the ground with you not watering. It. So that's why it was tough to get it to go up.
1: Well, plus like, it had a dead bird in it.
0: Humidity in Seattle right now is eighty three percent. Okay, I'm dead wrong on this. Because the weather guy is way off. I so, I could have I could have been a little hyperbolic with my like high nineties, but it's very high in Seattle. I thought I thought our average day.
1: humidity was like thirty or forty. <laughs> <laughs> so had a good weekend. Uh, I do think the tree was out there long enough, the dead bird in there. I think the cat that's always out there killed it and left it in there. Maybe it was a threat. Maybe he thought he was feeding me. I don't know. I'm working on this theory. He seems annoyed when I have the slider open, though. Like he was just staring at me on Sunday and I was like, what dude? Literally, you know me? What, dude? Are <laughs> <Hey>, you talking <laughs> about a cat? Yes. There's two dude, cats that just that hang that. out. No. Like something raw. He already just sits at my door, just stares at me if I have my blinds open. So I'm like, I'm not going to encourage this weirdo. You don't like cats? I'd throw him a little lunch me he's at Nah, maybe a dog. So uh, get back Sunday. So now it's like Sunday afternoon. My buddy's like, yeah, I could go for a beer. And I'm like, dude, I'm I'm game. Let's go up to my spot. Let's get a couple beers. So we're sitting at the bar. We haven't even taken a sip of our beer. And this person walks in that, that we're friends with. And she's like, oh, my God, like, fellas, like, great to see you. I'm so happy you're here. You're not going to believe this story. I got to use the bathroom. I'll be right back. So I'm like, cool. Switch to a table. So there's room for all three of us. So here's the story. She goes, you know, has brunch with her friends. She said she only had one mimosa. I believe her. And then uh, she's up in this area at the mall. And is going to, like, you know, Verizon, one, you know, whatever, a store like that. Now, as she's walking by, she describes this woman as, like, late 30s or 40s, like, well put together, like, good fashion sense. She says, as she walks by, this other woman goes, You're just a haggard old bitch. So, (laughs) (laughs) my friend in turn stops. Sorry, man, there's going to be some cursing yeah. and uses the, our favorite word. And it's just like, F- you, yeah. but she says the other woman just doesn't even turn around. Just no reaction. She's like, I yelled it at her. And the, and the woman, the, the like fashion woman just keeps walking off and walks into Barnes and Nobles. So now she's like, she says she's sitting in her car. She's only had one mimosa. And she's like, you know what? Not today.
0: Not happening. Not on my watch.
1: (laughs) And if you knew this person, you'd understand. Like, I like her, but she's a little fiery. So I'm like, ooh, what'd you do? She's like, got back out of my car, like, walked into Barnes & Noble. Like, now I'm, like, hunting around this bookstore. I got to figure out, like, what made, like, why is this woman saying this to me? Like, what's wrong with her? So she says she's in Barnes & Noble. The one by me is huge. And this woman's coming down the escalator. So she's, like, waiting at the bottom for her. And I'm like, you going to fight her. She's like, I don't know. I'm just I'm going to confront her. And I'm like, oh, like order us a shot. Like, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> so she's, she's like ascending down and looks at my friend and goes, are you following me? And she goes, you're, you know, like, you're damn right. I'm following you. You better explain to me why you think you could talk to me that way. And the woman like brushes back her hair and it's like, I'm on the phone. And then goes back to yelling at somebody else on the phone. <laughs> oh, my God. So, I'm like, what did you do? She's like, well, I was completely embarrassed. She was like, I was stomping around Barnes and Noble's. Like I was going to go attack Barnes and Noble, go attack somebody. She's like, I just and she's like, and I kind of yelled at her, like, who the hell are you to talk to me like that? She goes, so I just left. And I was like, wow. Oh, yeah, quick exit. God. Yeah. Right. And just imagine her getting all fired up in her car and being like, "Not today. Like I'm. St- i taking a stand for myself. Like nobody's walking over me. You're not going to get away with
0: it." I was like, "You think you could take her?" She's like, "I could definitely take her." Dude. Like, also, the fact that it went down in a bookstore. You know. Right. <laughs> like this is one thing in like a Waffle House or a McDonald's, but like a <laughs> bookstore, different vibe. Yeah, I mean, I
1: feel like you could even get away with it in like a Red Robin. Like, there's kids oh, yeah. around, but it's a louder, like, you're in a bookstore, not, not the loudest environment,
0: yelling at another woman as she descends on the escalator. Yeah, nobody's drinking pints and crushing onion ring towers in uh, Barnes & Noble, dude. It's quiet. <laughs> oh, man, that's a, that's a good story. God, I, I wish oh. I could see it. I would love to see the video. You know, just the slow pull out of the Bluetooth <clears throat> earpiece. Like I want to know who the subject is. I feel like I know I'll I'll mention after or on our break. You you don't you don't Matt might barely. I'm
1: saying, Cobb, you you wouldn't know this person because right. they weren't. Uh, I will say this. Yeah, I can't say that. That'll be too much info. All right. Yeah. <laughs> How long till we break? No,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well, that was the leading The part of the story, though, too, is like, I don't know. Have you guys had any interactions like that? whether it's just whether it's embarrassment or angry over something and then the other person just like I don't even know what you're talking about
0: completely oblivious Matt
2: uh oh good technique throw it on Matt right away so you can I'm think. pretty non-confrontational <laughs> in general um, All right. yeah I feel like I've done a pretty good job avoiding any direct conflict avoiding uh involving myself over the years um Certainly, I don't feel like I've ever had to get in anyone's face. Like, I want to. There's part of me that's like, what am I doing here? And I don't think it'll happen in the desert anytime soon. Like, I might have missed my window. But yeah, I don't think... I think that ship sailed.
0: Ted, I feel like for me, I'm more... You know, I was raised in Seattle. So I'm more passive aggressive than active aggressive. So I would say things like... You know, if I have a good spot at a concert, I'm standing, I'm swaying, I'm dancing and, you know, some like bigger guys come into my space and are just dancing erratically and kind of, you know, like elbowing people and stuff. That's when I sort of like subtly undermine that. But that often comes back to bite me because I'll be like so focused on somebody who's just like living their life and invading my space. That oftentimes I'll just be like, "I'm not moving from this spot. I'm not moving from this spot." And like five minutes later, I'll turn around and they're already gone. And I'm just like, "What? What was I doing?" <laughs> it's like I've been sitting here like just you know. So I don't know, man. It, it comes back to bite me in little ways like that. But how about you?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I you know me, I've been in I've been in a few of these. I was in. I mean, one just embarrassment, <laughs> not embarrassment, but like you know, everybody's done the thing where you think somebody's waving at you. Oh, yeah. And they're oh, just yeah. not. But this this was like at a brewery, with like a whole group of people. And like, like, I know I don't know this woman, but by like the third wave and she is sitting there like ear to ear grinning, I just gave her. a. W- I was like, yeah, all right. And I think I even elbowed my buddy and was like, I must know her. Like that wasn't a random like she's been standing there like for for like three minutes waiting. Then she came in and sat down to the woman next to me, <laughs> and obviously she wasn't talking to me. So like, I don't know. That's an easy one. I've definitely been in concerts or something where you, it like, I don't know. You think somebody's like bumping you or whatever, and then you turn around and you realize like, oh, it. I did not realize how full it was behind me or this or that. So I've been in a few, but like that, that one was pretty legit because she was like, I just thought she said it to me. And and this woman is, like, early 50s, so she was probably already a little on guard, too, like, you old haggard bitch. <laughs>
0: Have you had, like, that awkward moment where you think a girl is, like, trying to hug you, and she's trying to hug someone else? And you just, like, end up with your arm in between them? No. That oh. sounds good, though. Huh. Yeah, many times. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, as somebody who, you
1: know, in the last year has started driving more, I do. I do find myself uh, using the horn or uh, and I flipped off a city bus the other day, too. Oh,
2: my (laughs) windows are tinted now. I flipped the bird everywhere again. Wait a minute. Say that again, Matt. Now that my windows are tinted, I'm flipping the bird all over town.
1: Yeah, I flipped off (laughs) a bus because I was trying to make a left. I already know how short this the light is on this left, but there's like two driveways on the right of me. And then and I'm in a turn lane, but there's like two. So anyhow, somebody had just pulled across all three lanes of traffic to make a left. Hmm. So I'm still sitting there. And then yeah, this bus comes up behind me. And he just lays on the horn. I just roll <laughs> down the window, <laughs> give him the bird. I'm like, it's a fucking turn. There's a fucking driveway, dude. Now I don't think he could hear me, but I was just I was just like, God damn it. Like I'm being a nice, courteous driver. And then uh you know, Maybe that bus didn't make that left hand signal. That's which sucks.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And you're like, look, man, you drive this bus route every day. You know there's a driveway there. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's
1: like, I I don't know. And like I'm such a ridiculous, like courteous and rule driver. I'm just like, you can't like if I pulled up first of all, if I pulled up 10 more feet, like as soon as the light goes green, I'll close that gap between the other three cars in front of me. And then second of all, it's like there's two driveways on the right-hand side and one on the left. Like somebody might want to
0: pull out. Yeah, I've noticed in traffic, most people only think about like their immediate personal good and not like the flow of the collective. Yeah,
1: Yeah. it's like when I see somebody making a crazy lane change to hit an exit, it's like, bro, you miss the exit, right? Like just like it's not it'll take you an extra what? Three and a half, four minutes to go down to the next exit? Like these things happen, but like A, you're being an A-hole. B, like, like I saw some dude exiting over and he
0: just missed that, that like dividing thing. And I'm like, man, if you had hit that, like, you might be dead. Yeah, exactly. Like you messed up. Why should we all pay? I feel like the classic one in Seattle is people blocking the box. Like they pull into the intersection and the other side of the intersection is already completely backed up. And they pull in and then just sit there blocking the other two lanes of traffic or the crosswalk. And it's just like, God, what is the most selfish move I can pretty much imagine. Like now everyone sits for a full cycle, just pissed at you. And people do it every cycle in South Lake Union. It's crazy.
1: Actually, the last time that happened to me terribly was in South Lake Union. I know. (laughs) I just just blatantly, this wasn't even recently. It's a few years ago, but I had rented a car. And it's like, there's no way this guy could have fit. Like And he, like, comes over. So now I'm missing the whole light. And I literally horned him the entire time. And he's, like, waving his arms, like, what am I supposed to? Like, you? what you should have done is just not pulled into the middle of the intersection. And also, like, we're talking about one car length. Like, it's
0: not going to help get you that much faster or get there quicker. Dude, exactly. In moments like that, I wish I had, like, one of those little flip things from the 80s. Like, you flip up a little toggle switch and just... Click it, and a missile goes and just blows their car up. Wow. <laughs> wow. All right. God, that would be satisfying, Ted. Fuck <laughs> him. He blocked the box, Ted. You don't block the box. <laughs> I was just Not in prob- my town. <laughs> I was
1: pretty proud of myself for just laying on the horn for a solid 90 seconds. Just like,
0: <laughs> nope. <laughs> like, you know what you're doing? I feel like the problem with the horn is it pollutes the air where it pisses off a lot of other people. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, what's I call externalities. You know what I mean? There's a lot of civilian casualties with the horn, the missile obviously is a little more extreme, but in my ideal world, it just takes out the person and, and, or, or, you know what I would love, I would love Seattle cops just walking out there and pulling people's license be like, Hey, six weeks, you're going to have to walk fella. Yeah. Like that would end it real quick.
1: Even walking to work, if I get off the light rail, I was in an intersection, and dude is crossing the street with his dog, right? Now, I'm watching the traffic. He has a signal. And same thing. Somebody else had, like, blocked the intersection, so this guy's, like, honking at him. And the guy with the dog starts yelling at the dude honking. And, like, it doesn't involve me. It doesn't. But I just, as he's, <laughs> as he's getting near me, because he's still, like, you know, and a-hole and this and that. And I go, hey, man, he's honking at that guy, not you. And he's like, yeah, I understand that. But my dog is very sensitive to noises and this and that. And I literally started laughing. I was like, all right, well, fuck off, man. It's the street. Like, <laughs> and, I, and, I,
0: and I'm like, how you is he supposed to know your dog has sensitive ears? <laughs> yeah, you live by the sword. You die by the sword, motherfucker. Welcome to the street. <laughs> right? and this is literally at like 7th and Madison. Like. Get real. Dude, now that we're talking about it, like the cops (laughs) already have body cams. I want one to just stand on the corner. And when someone blocks the box, they just, we have it on video. They just walk out and they're like, hand me your license. You need to apply by mail for a new one. You'll get it in six weeks. Like yoink over. And like you do that for like two, three solid weeks. And you let everyone know problem gone. 10% of just awful drivers removed. That's if I ever campaign in Seattle, that's my campaign promise.
1: People block of the box, drives me up a wall. The worst, though, is when you're sitting in the back of an Uber and the Uber driver does it. It's like, I like you almost want to put your hand out the window. Like, look, it's he's driving. I didn't tell him to do this.
0: <laughs> oh, dude, we sound like old men. But yeah, when Uber people also like when they to go to drop someone off and instead of pulling off to the side, they just stop in the middle of like, you know, a two way, a two a lane street. So it's just like there's no way around you. Like now we just have to wait for you to. Drop of your passengers. Um, Ted, Dude, I feel like all I of this- am. Oh, we
1: sound like old men, but I do that all the time. I'll literally go, hey, man, pull up to the corner. You're blocking traffic.
0: <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm like pull to the guest parking or whatever. Um, yeah. Ted, this all stems back to a conversation you and I had like on episode somewhere three through five. And I remember our conclusion was how much we were talking about you walking in Belltown and Belltown traffic and people basically not respecting pedestrians in the crosswalks. And the conclusion we came to was, wouldn't it be amazing to be walking with a burrito in your hand and they slam on their brakes or they pull in front of you on the crosswalk or whatever. They're blocking the crosswalk and you get to just slam it on their windshield and watch it explode all over their car. That was our solution. Now, obviously, we've become more radicalized. We've moved on to missiles, but (laughs) the same idea.
1: Well, look, I hear you, but I think Matt'll back me up on this. I think that was an episode where that was one of your secret fantasies, the burrito. <laughs>
0: Probably, <dude>. <laughs> <laughs> secret fantasy. That sounds about right. Because I, every time I you bring it up, it is.
1: Yeah, but, just in the middle of the intersection, just like
0: ah. I do. <laughs> yeah, I remember sweet. that story. Ted, you get me, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come, dude. I'm I'm heading towards martial law. I'm I'm sick of it. there needs to be more consequences I've gone full heel dude like I was super (laughs) I was like "Now, man peace and love dude all drugs should be legal and now I'm like burrito the car and pull the license (laughs) why not both (laughs) exactly all drugs are legal
1: smoking weed, but also you block the box or block the box. You're getting it. You losing yeah. your license for it. six months is too much, which is, you know, it'd be nice. That's
0: what I said. Yeah. Oh,
1: or six weeks. Like, oh, you're in a hurry. Yeah. I'm gonna need that license for a week.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Even, even they can't drive for like two or three days. I mean, it, yeah, you're right. Like it, it's basically a, don't be a dick law, which I think most locks laws should be. I mean, there's that classic legal saying that's like, you can't, uh, you can't legislate courtesy, you know, like you can't make a law. It's like, hey, like, just be courteous to other people. But they've certainly tried with other laws. Like the weed law is technically don't smoke in view of a public thoroughfare. But it's really like, hey, man, like if there's kids on the street or wherever, like don't be blowing smoke in their face. Like just duck off to an alley or whatever. And like, you know,
1: so yeah. and like Thrill brings this up all the time in the men's room. But I agree with him. Like, I get why we have seatbelt laws, but also like, I don't know. You want to roll the dice? What What do I care? You want to be stupid and just fly around and not wear your seatbelt? You know what? Have at it, buddy. You live in Florida. You want to ride a two wheeled motorcycle without a helmet? I think it's stupid. I think you're asking for trouble. But go ahead, bud. <laughs> uh, oh, man. All right. Well, look, let's take a break here and we'll come back with some emails. What's Matt and in the cop topic?
0: All right. Welcome back.
1: Thank you to our sponsors uh, and shout out to Denny Hamlin. This year he's going to win a title.
0: I literally don't even know a title in what? NASCAR. Oh, nice. There's a new new show on
1: Netflix about NASCAR. So, yes, I watched the entire Daytona 500 or the 500,
0: as I call it. (laughs) <laughs> Ted if you were going to go I know this isn't the topic of plan but if you were going to go to any NASCAR track to watch a race all expenses paid where would you go
1: um, that's a tough one because obviously you want to see the Daytona 500 but I don't know I feel like you got like I want to I want to be part of the culture so I want to go to like Bristol
0: yeah or the like brickyard or something
1: well the brickyard's Indy yeah so, but if I went to Indianapolis, it'd have to be for, uh, for Indy open wheels. For, like, I don't, I don't want to go yeah. to the brickyard just to see the, but I want to go to like a real NASCAR track, you know, like Darlington or something like that, where it's like just in the middle of the South, nowhere.
0: <laughs> like, yeah. Like one of those night tracks that they do look cool.
1: Yeah. Like Bristol or something. And just be like, ah, oh, I like this kind of racing. it's more my speed.
0: <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> yeah. Like not a fancy track, not like a big event. like, yeah, I got you. I like that. Have you ever seen uh um, oh, dude, what's that movie with Tom Cruise? Days of Thunder. Days of Thunder. God, yes. that's a good movie. Yeah. Rubbing is rubbing is racing. Dude, weirdly, this is it's just completely ADD, but our, our window, I live in a high rise and the window cleaner was going by today. Like on the little ropes, cleaning windows, his shirt, top gun. I was like, God damn it. I like, got on brands, dude, get it. <laughs> He loves it, it up cool. there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll fly with him.
1: The emails.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 Sorry. I, 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 bad. I was looking
1: at like, me. I'm looking at you like, uh,
0: I know that's, that's always weird. When we're not in the same room. Waterboarding. My guys. Jesus. Is, wa- is waterboarding torture. Dude. Cause I think we were saying, I don't know what we were saying. Something, something misinformed. It looks like uh, my guys, is waterboarding torture 1000% how do I know we did it to ourselves in the bath as a kid all the time and would see how long we could last imagine if you were five or six years old this, I'm going to read ahead real quick and make sure this doesn't get too dark uh, I mean
1: yeah we we said it was torture I mean that's why we were talking about it we were making a joke about my buddy laying on the ground with his mask on being like pour some water over me I'll be fine I was like no that's literally waterboarding <laughs>
0: yeah yeah Uh, The end of this is just 10 out of 10. Do not recommend because it is torture. But five year. God, this sounds worse. Actually, if I say that best documentary on any Sunday, it's not the football one. That's any given. It's about. Oh, I see. It's called. Okay. I misread how this is written. Best documentary on any Sunday. It's not the football one. That's any given Sunday. It's about motorcycle racing culture in the late 60s and 70s. It's a classic for those who live on two wheels. Hunt versus Lauda is also a great F1 doc. And so is uh, Fangio, if I'm saying that correctly, F-A-N-G-I-O. For MotoGP, I'd recommend Fastest by Valentino Rossi. Larbon, Scott, the friendly IT guy. Hmm. All right.
1: Uh. Also, Cobb, I don't know if he emailed in my buddy Aaron from Melbourne. He did He did. Uh. send me some messages. He's like, Cobb's correct about the giant. Cricket Stadium in Melbourne, and then something else. Basically, he backed. He was like, "Yeah." And I was, I was like, "Well, I mean, he did live there, so that makes sense. He knows."
0: Yeah, that stadium is pretty cool. Um, and they have a full second stadium. Uh, it was at the time Etihad. I'm not sure what it is now. Like, I mean, they have one of the biggest stadiums in the world, and then they have a full second stadium that would be like the biggest stadium in any other city, which is crazy. Um, also, home of the Australian Open, boys. It's been a long time, but this week you brought up two topics I know something about: flyovers and rugby. All right, as a formal, as a former, got I can't read today. As a former Marine Naval Aviator, I've done a couple flyovers. Most notable was a 49ers game at Levi's. It was sick, and I played rugby in college. Cobb, the rugby to the NFL guy you were thinking of, is from Wales. It's uh, Luis uh, Riz Z- Zamet. Uh, he was a winger and one of the best players in last year's Six Nations, despite a lackluster Welsh performance. Love nice. you, boys, and tell Carson, the lawyer, to suck it. I'm the best pickleball player in the family. I'm his brother and introduced him to you guys many years ago, Captain Grant.
1: <laughs> 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 a boy, Captain Grant. You're the only captain here.
0: Wow. No, <laughs> yeah, for, I mean, this is audio only, but that just made me salute the boys. That's a good email. I like he's just like, you know what? He's like, he's talking a lot of shit, but I'm the captain now. Impressive family. Yeah, seriously. Marine
1: aviators. We got a lawyer. Like, I hope there's a third brother that just doesn't do shit.
0: <laughs> Yeah. It's like, I'm the weed guy. <laughs> we don't talk about Steve. <laughs> Steve. Steven. <laughs> Steve peaked in high school. Hate to say it. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, life is too short to read a, st- a subject. Cheers to the greatest podcast in all the land! All, all the land. land. I was moved to email based on the cop topic two weeks ago. I saved the weekly the podcast and once upon a time megacast as my reward for the end of the week. That's awesome. That's awesome to hear. I love that. Uh, it's incredible to think that I've been listening to your podcast for about a decade now, and all that has happened in not just my life, but the growth you three and the entire audience must have experienced during that time. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, I remember my first attempt at listening to the podcast and being very confused and trying different episodes because they were each started mid-conversation, and I thought it was user or uploader error. Uh, Which, can we please talk about the king of conspiracy theories, Mr. Anti-Big Chicken himself, having a girlfriend, then wife, then fiance, then girlfriend again. When will the truth come out, (laughs) Cobb? The the truth is I'm engaged. I'm getting married this summer.
1: (laughs) And for personal experience, could you post something on some of your socials? (laughs) I'm sick and tired of friends and family that related to me that are like, wait a minute, man, I don't even know he got engaged. I'm like, yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I haven't posted anything on social media in probably three years. Um, it was just like, like, that's the only time it's like, like with Matt, with the wings, like it was kind of funny getting a couple emails to the men's room, but then like on Sunday and I'm getting texts from like my cousins and guys I went to high school with, I'm like, all right, here's the real story, man. He can't like, we were
0: giving him a hard time. I'm just like, Jesus, the house is too baller, dude. It's too baller to show up with homemade wings.
1: Right. People don't understand. Sometimes sometimes this podcast gets too real and then i'm like annoyed with people i know in my life so i'm like <laughs> well we're still doing somewhat of a
0: show oh <laughs> uh, that's awesome dude i honestly kind of love that like the flack like the shit rolls downhill to 10 you know yeah, right. you just shows up on your doorstep and you're like what did they even say i don't remember what they said but obviously it was wrong like right? just just send an email dude <laughs> <laughs> We have established channels. <laughs> oh, man. Um, uh, lastly, Matt, my husband has been California sober for over six months now. And the words of wisdom and encouragement I've shared with him are just regurgitations from your own reflections and experiences. Thank you for being a great advocate for healthy living in whatever context that means for people. Ted, you're there too. Name redacted. Let's keep this professional, my guy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Nice. That's, that's an was awesome good. email. Congrats to your husband. Uh, keep it up. Yeah, it's fun. Wow, <laughs> that was one of
0: the better emails we've gotten in a while. It's juicy. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, that is pretty funny. Let's keep a professional name redacted. I got it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. Well, let's check in with what's Madinin. Hey, hey What's good? What's Matt? Before we get to what's battening. hey, hey, what's good? What's Whoa! Check out what's maddening. Um. Hey, Hey, what's good? What's Uh, Before we get to what's battening. hey, hey, what's
2: good? What's maddening? Check out what's maddening. Okay. Friday, we, I guess all weekend we celebrated Valentine's Day late. Friday night, we went to a fine French cuisine restaurant. Uh, by the name of La Payone. I saw Uh, that picture. Yeah, dude. So I didn't take a picture of the frog legs, but they were good too. Ooh. Um, but they're basically like chicken wings. I was like, dude, yeah. I, I could make some buffalo frog legs next football season. Maybe that'll class it up. I could bring those to the party. <laughs> I will guarantee you they have never
1: had buffalo yeah. <laughs> frog legs at this party. Yeah. And you got to tell them, though, that Maddie came from a French restaurant. Yeah. You can't just be like, yeah, I was out gigging frogs. <laughs> <laughs> That's more Cobb's
2: country, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so the frog legs were fun. I would have got French onion soup as an appetizer, it was also really good. Um, bread and butter game was on point, and then the main course, boys. I mean, it was a life changing, like spiritual experience meal with this braised Kobe beef cheek. Mm, 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 mm. It was, I didn't use the knife except for the vegetables because there were some carrots on the plate. So I used the knife to cut those up. But man, it, I mean, it was just, I just used the side of the fork and it would just like melt off of it. And it was the most tender meat I've ever had. And I just couldn't stop like making audible noises of approval, which was making Tyler a little uncomfortable because it's it's classy joint. And, <laughs> you know, I didn't wear a sport coat. Cause like most places down here, what's called desert casual. Um, and
0: <laughs> this Sorry.
2: place was a little fancier. Um, and yeah, but it was, it was amazing. I mean, best meal in the desert I've had. Um, I, I, yeah. can't say best Kobe beef cheek I've ever had. Cause it's the only beef cheek. Well, that I've makes
1: ever. it the best.
2: Yeah. So it's automatically the best, but I was taking it first. I was like, this is the best place. This is the best restaurant in the desert. This is the best meal in the desert. And yeah. All right. So that was one thing when you said, I think I have a new favorite restaurant.
1: I didn't even look up the restaurant, but just looking at the plating and a Kobe beef cheek that was braised, my head, I was like, come on, Matt. I'm sure it was delicious. But like, you can't be eating there all the time. It could be your favorite That's restaurant.
2: That's true. <laughs> That's true. It is a special occasion joint. Um, But yeah, it was Valentine's weekend, uh, and it was well worth the whole penny we got. Uh, Every penny we got souffle for dessert. Nice. They were like, as we finished ordering, they're like, do you want souffle? We got to put it in early. And we're like, of course we want souffle, man. (laughs) Um, So yeah, 10 out of 10 there. Amazing restaurant. I've only had souffle once
1: and it was at a Morton steakhouse, but it was a work dinner and same thing. They were like, if you want a souffle, like we have to put it in now. It takes like 40 minutes or an hour to make. Yeah. and Right. It's like, we're not paying. I was like, I will take a souffle.
2: Places with <laughs> souffles are pretty nice as a general, just in my experience. Um, so yeah, that was uh, amazing. Then we went, we saw Bill Burr at the casino. Nice. Uh, yeah, he was hilarious. Um, as always, Dean Del Rey opened for him again. I like him a lot. I've seen him open for Bill before and listened to his podcast a few times. Um, so that was, you know, it. It was great. It was a lot of fun. Um, and then Saturday night we went to a equally classy joint by the name of Chick Fil A dinner (laughs) on our way to a different show we got the full experience of dining uh this weekend and then uh we went to see tool uh in ontario which is like an hour from here which i gotta say like an hour drive with no traffic is better than an hour to get to a big city in traffic um, like it was fine. Uh and Ontario is not LA, so like parking was no sweat, getting out of there was no sweat. Um and Tool's always incredible live. This is probably my least They're favorite. Awesome live. Yeah. Awesome live. Yeah. Um even with my least favorite set list of all the times I've seen him. I think it's eight. Um is you know because I just don't really care for the new album like I've tried it I don't get it whatever I don't care you know but live it's still like they're so good and those visuals with the lasers and on the screens was just like so killer um and there wasn't a bad seat in the house because it's like the same size arena as we have here in the desert where it's like the 200 levels are like 10 rows or something and so every seat's great and uh yeah, I mean, for for the, the the hassle, like, to see a band that big, that conveniently for me, we were pretty pumped. <laughs> like, yeah. No traffic, uh, yeah, and, and no hassle with parking, and we made a smooth exit. We got lucky with where our seats were relative to where we parked. So, um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Overall, pretty, pretty epic weekend with some great food and great entertainment.
1: I was going to say, that's a solid weekend, dude. Good food, yeah. Bill Burr, then Tool the next night. Like, that's a good weekend. Yeah. Uh, I would also recommend on Netflix, Dusty Slay. It is, it's special is pretty damn good, man. Okay. So, oh, also while I'm thinking about it, as long as we're talking about comedians, uh, I know this is only Wednesday morning or Wednesday afternoon for a lot of you, but uh, Shane Gillis is hosting Saturday Night Live on Saturday. So I'm pretty yes, I'm pretty dude. pumped for that one.
0: The Return yes. of the King. That's yes. awesome.
2: Uh, all right. Well, I guess it's about that time. Boop, 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 boop. Cob topic. Cob
0: topic. Ted, you probably already know this, but Shane Gillis was a cast member for like 24 hours and immediately got booted off SNL. I know you're a big fan, so
1: yeah, it was like two or three days, and it was some podcast <laughs> they brought up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, him and Yoan. What's it, Yoan? no bow and yang mm-hmm. like right because they're gonna have some skit that's gonna be unbelievable and it's gonna blow people's minds because there's mm-hmm. a lot of people that think shane gillis is just kind of a you know sexist or homophobe or whatever and i'm just like right Bowen yang's pretty funny he's obviously the most out flamboyant member cast member like and I'm an SNL nerd so I'm like there's going to be a skit in there that's just awesome.
2: Damn,
0: that's baby. rad. I love Shane Gillis. You know yeah. he moved to Austin? Yeah, I was happy to hear that. I thought he was going to move into our building actually because we have like just a lot of random celebrities and we're close to the comedy clubs, but uh, apparently I think you were telling me he got a house. So, I was just, I was honestly expecting him to see him on the elevator at some point. <laughs> um you know now us we podcasters had some... stick together. Yeah, we're all on the same level. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
1: No, Cobb. There was some news story last week, and it was like that giant high school near West you, like Westlake. Right, exactly. And I went, "Oh, that's a that's a factory there." And everybody's like, "What?" And I'm like, "I, I know that school." And
0: it's like I'm pretty sure Patrick Mahomes went there. Yeah, go go Chaps, baby. <laughs> it's uh, the Chaparrales, and everyone just like I'll see gear. I'm people are like, "Go Chaps." <laughs> No connection to the school. I've been to one game. Didn't even make it in the stadium because it was sold out. Uh, All right. (laughs) I worship at the altar of individual freedom and hedonism. Honestly, just a fun line. I worship at the altar of blank and blank. So the podcast listeners and, of course, the lovely Ted and Matt, what do you worship at the altar of? blank and blank feel free to email us literally the word email at the that's with two e's we'll read it on air there's only we only get like 10 emails a week we read half of them so uh i so what altar do you worship at boys
1: mm. Mm-mm. i mean number one i well you had two in there so i yeah. would say probably like
0: barbecue and blank you know but yeah. yeah i i would say tailgating and friendships god damn that's good yeah wow <laughs> i kind of made mine up on the spot but that's yeah that's much better you do i mean
1: <laughs> right like you know what i mean like i have a lot of good friends that i count on they count on me like i i take you know i feel like over the years i've done a good job of staying in touch and trying to show up for people and this and that but then other than that i mean i don't even have to know you you're just like hey, you want to come by. i mean look I have friends now that I have met randomly that were listeners or someone just on Twitter were like, come by our tailgate.
0: <laughs> yeah, seriously, dude, you do have, you have sort of a tailgating brand, you know, if anything like God, that's that's hilarious. You did. You really are. I mean, you're a master tailgater. I've seen in action. Yeah, I mean, it right, gets you more pumped
1: or even like our buddy George, right? He used to just email in the black Republican. And then we had him on and it was like, I seems like a cool dude. And then. And you fast forward through the times and it's like, yeah, we're all good buddies now.
0: Yeah. He's been to my yeah. house down here. <laughs> you went to Formula One with him, like, Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, I would say, and I mean, I guess I learned them from fitness, but I've applied them to other areas of my life with pretty good results uh, would be simplicity and consistency.
0: I worship at the altar of simplicity and consistency. That's accurate.
1: Yeah. I also feel it's like a good line to a woman if you're just talking
2: about how you are in bed. Yeah. <laughs> you should try that on Tyler, Matt. Yeah. Report back. <laughs> Nothing fancy, but I get the job done every time.
1: Yeah. Correct, right? <laughs> hey, listen, if you want something fancy, I don't know what to tell you. What I'm hitting here for is
0: average, and that helps you. <laughs> yeah, baby, 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 baby. Simplicity and consistency. That's the altar I worship.
1: <laughs> I also like that, too, is I think people could take that the wrong way and be like, oh, simplistic, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, it's actually a very good way of thinking, dude. And you probably should try that sometime.
2: Yeah. I've mastered the fundamentals. It's a complicated world out there. <sighs> yeah. We're going to two
0: positions and two positions only, but they're going to be good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
1: I don't know why this is going way too far, especially because we know Matt's girlfriend. I like the idea of like, let's say this is years ago. That's <laughs> your girlfriend now. And she says something. I like the idea of you just like looking up from down there and being like, is it not consistent?
0: Did you not have an orgasm? <laughs> yeah, I deliver results, madam I'm like all the right. UPS guy, okay? I show up rain, snow, sleet,
2: hail every time. Dude, I say this to clients all the time, like, You give someone something simple and they're like, great. And then they call it boring like a month later. It's like, (laughs) keep keep it simple. Keep it consistent. Don't complain when it's the same. Yeah. Yeah. I'd eat that beef cheek five nights a week if I could. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like, look, go to a major league baseball game. Like, get there super early, right? Like, doors open. You're in there. I think most people would be shocked to see some of the best hitters in baseball. You know what they're doing? They're in front of a screen, or they're in the outfield against the wall, hitting off a tee. <laughs> yeah,
0: <definitely. laughs>
1: you know what I mean, like, yeah, they know how to swing, but they'll still do that every day.
0: That's why yeah. they. Swing it does away. put it in perspective that they're not just like the guy. You know, I mean, Ichiro, even at his best, had his own training equipment, like weight set shipped in in a container to any uh, spring training he was at, and then also at his home facility, like consistency. You know, he had the same thing every every day for like 30 years.
1: Yeah, right? And it's simple too, right? Let's use this swing. Let's keep the bat in the zone. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Get all fired <laughs> up. I <laughs> like yours.
0: Coach I like Ted. yours, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> <Hell> <laughs> I like yeah. that one a lot. <laughs> Dance with the girl who brought you, Coach Ted. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, all right. Uh, I was going to say, we should be back next week. Uh, Now we're kind of in that part of the winter time. We're done with crazy president's day. Now we just got to keep working until we get to Easter. And then it's ham time, boys.
0: Ham time. Ted, you could call me crazy for this, but I feel like something I could see for you is like, you're kind of a tailgate coach. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nice work on that grill, Steve. We're like, (laughs) all right, boys, come on. Like, let's let's get out these bags. Let's play a little. You know, it's like, or what's that game called? Cornhole, you know, like yeah. bags is the cause it. like, like, oh, like, come on, Kevin, like crack another beer. Keep up the pace here. Like you are kind of a tailgate coach, right? What's my favorite bar in Texas? Little Woodrow's, which is basically
1: a bar that could be just an outdoor tailgating space.
0: Oh yeah. It's like just a good tailgate. In fact, I was there on Saturday and I told somebody about you. I was like, my boy Ted has only been in Texas for six days total in his life. He's been to Little Woodrow seven times. Think about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like
1: that. All right, we'll end it here. From CTP for Cobb, me Ted Smith is the podcast. Cheers.